In our ongoing efforts to educate and communicate, we feature our healthcare providers in conversation on Shepherd Center Radio. Here's Melanie Cole. At Shepherd Pain Institute, doctors offer a wide variety of treatments and comprehensive care for chronic back pain, which is one of the most common types of pain that people experience. Have you experienced chronic back pain? Well, if you have, you want to listen to my guest today is Dr. Eric Shaw. He's an interventional pain management specialist at Shepherd Pain Institute. Welcome to the show, Dr. Shaw. So tell us a little bit about chronic back pain. What are the general causes for back pain? Thank you for having me, Melanie. Uh, there are lots of different reasons that people can have back pain, ranging from degenerative discs to the little arthritis in the joints that connect the back of the spine, muscles, uh, weak abdominal and core muscles, um, and and certainly injuries. Uh, and sometimes surgery can actually make pain a little bit worse. What are the treatments available? I mean, it certainly would depend on the reason for your back pain, but because it's so pervasive in this country, keeps people out of work, stops them from being active, and if you've ever experienced back pain, you know how bad it can be. So what are you doing for people in pain management to help them manage this? It depends, as you said, it depends on the source of the back pain and how long it's been going on. Certainly, if you look at the literature up to 80 to 90% of adults have experienced back pain at some point in their lives. And if it's managed appropriately, typically it will go away within four to six weeks, uh, if not sooner, depending upon the nature of the injury. So first and foremost, it's important to remain active, keep strong abdominal and core muscles, do a regular stretching exercise, and and actually smoking causes a significant degeneration of the discs of the spine and contributes a lot to low back pain and there's quite a bit of data on how smoking is deleterious specifically for low back pain in addition to all the other health concerns that we have for smoking. So that's first and foremost. An active therapy exercise regimen is really critical for people. So failing that or if there's some particular pain that they're not able to exercise because of, then that's when we can kind of intervene. Sometimes, depending upon the literature you look at, roughly 40% of back pain is attributable to the disc. And of course, surgeons like to say, let's just cut it out or do a fusion. And while that can be helpful, certainly a simple lumbar epidural or cervical epidural can be helpful. A facet injection, which are the joints uh, behind the spine that interlock uh, each segment on one another. Those sometimes can be arthritic and kind of get impinged. The muscles themselves can can cause a lot of pain, and a good stretching regimen and, stre- and strengthening of those muscles can really help things uh, get a lot better. If someone has had surgery for a definitive problem and it either was not successful or maybe was successful for treating the pain that was intended, but caused another long-term pain, either from the scar tissue or from the hardware or anything, then uh, implanted devices such as spinal cord stimulators and intrathecal pumps, which have been around for decades each and pretty well-established technologies, can be very beneficial. So let me talk about each one individually. The spinal cord stimulator is an electric electronic device which is implanted floating behind the spinal cord and sends a little electric tingle into the spinal cord 
to block the pain signal and um, is pretty pretty helpful for a lot of people with back and leg pain. Uh, Intrathecal pump is slightly different take. It's uh, putting medicine into a reservoir, which is implanted in the abdomen, into a catheter, and it gives you a little bit of uh, medicine throughout the day. And it's, instead of taking a tablet or a patch that goes into your system, gets into your bloodstream, this is delivering the medicine right to where it needs to go uh, so that you need a lot less medicine to do um, a much stronger job because it's right at the level of the spinal cord of the nerves where the medicine needs to be targeted and there's much less of a systemic effect. With medications, so many people with chronic back pain take narcotics, Vicodin and Norps, uh, you know, Norvat and all these different ones. And those, do they mask the pain or do they have an anti-inflammatory effect to help actually ease the symptoms? Right. So narcotics uh, do mask the symptoms. They don't have any anti-inflammatory properties. They're quite deleterious, in fact, and a lot of literature has come out to show that long-term chronic narcotics don't really have a great role in helping to control pain from a non-malignant source. Now, if a little bit helps a little bit, then that's fine, but more is not going to necessarily help more. And actually, the more narcotics you take for the longer period of time is going to be quite deleterious to the to a person's system, affecting any number of different organ systems and causing all sorts of side effects, which in general are not helpful. Now, if you can demonstrate that a patient is on a moderate, even high dose of narcotics, and it's improved their quality of life and their function, and they're not simply sitting around and taking pills to sit on the couch and watch TV and smoke cigarette, then that's an argument to say that this person is doing well and they're a good opioid candidate. However, the vast majority of people tend to do uh, worse on, on as you increase the dose of narcotics, and that's when an inter- implanted pump or the spinal cord stimulator can be helpful. Uh, in terms He's- of anti-inflammatories, as you spoke about, as we get older... Um, the risk factors for naproxen and ibuprofen and things like that for stomach ulcers, worsening hypertension, kidney disease, heart disease, stroke, um, are all pretty significant. And there's a significant warning from the FDA um, for people over the age of 60, 65 with any of these comorbid conditions and anti-inflammatory. So those need to be used with caution and just not uh, to patients to be on them on a regular basis daily. You spoke about exercise and the importance of keeping good core strength and being active and not smoking. What are some other behavioral modifications? If if we have something like a bulging disc, which can cause back pain at any given time and for no reason, are there ways to prevent these, lifting differently, learning proper techniques, keeping that strong core? Well, certainly a lifting technique is really important to maintain uh, a, a proper mechanics of the back and to reduce the risk of injury. At the same time, degenerative discs, uh, although typically referred to as a disease, is not really a disease, it's a condition. So everyone with time, if they walk upright long enough, as, as man, mankind does, will, will have a degenerative spine. And the best way to deal with it is not to assume that just because I have back pain and I have a bulging disc that the pain is absolutely coming from the bulging disc. 
as I mentioned, it could be coming from the facets, could be coming from the muscles. So having a proper diagnosis is really is really important, um, and to and to not just assume that surgery is the only answer. And so I really want to caution that if people jump right into surgery thinking that it's going to fix the issue, uh, that's probably not the case. So in terms of maintaining natural health and keeping the spine healthy with time, obviously staying lean, stretching, routine exercise, um, walking, swimming, biking is really important. And when you lift and pick, pick things up, not to lift at the at the back, but lift with the legs, squat, bend down, uh, keep the keep items close to your body because as you push them away from your body, they um, can increase the amount of stress that the disc has. So, okay, so all of these wonderful tips and things that people can do, lifting techniques, biomechanics of the spine, you know, finding out what's wrong and what's causing your chronic back pain, and you mentioned in facet injections and cortisone shots. People tend to go for these however many times. They have an epidural as many times as, you know, until the doctor says no more. What does a facet injection do? And when does a cortisone shot just, it's done, you can't do it anymore? Yeah, so the purpose of doing a steroid shot, whether it's a lumbar epidural or a facet injection with steroid, is steroid is a potent anti-inflammatory. So like naproxen, except it's a steroid rather than a non-steroidal anti-inflammatory. And it should help for a good while. It shouldn't be helpful for a week or 10 days. It should be a month or longer of benefit. And uh, hopefully limited to no more than two or three rounds in a year because as you put steroid into the body, it affects the body's natural production of steroid and that can cause significant hormonal problems in a person. So as long as you're having good benefit, you do an injection or maybe two and you and the, and the patient receives months of benefit, then it's reasonable to proceed. If they don't receive benefit, either that's not where the problem's coming from or that's not, there's not a significant amount of inflammation that the steroid can control. Uh, the, rather, the, the, the progress of arthritis is already so far along that there's not a lot of active inflammation anymore, and it's just simply a, a painful mechanical condition. And there's other techniques that we can, uh, that we are able to do to help with that kind of pain. I don't want to get into it. It's a little bit more in depth. However, modest, rational use of injections is helpful when a when a, a, a patient is receiving multiple injections every couple of weeks or every month that's not helpful that's not rational a treatment should provide adequate benefit for several months sometimes longer and and then those those injections can be can be repeated but they have to have good benefit for a for a good long period of time Okay, Dr. Shaw, in just the last minute here, give us your best advice about people suffering from chronic back pain and why they should come to the Shepherd Center for their back pain care. Well, at, at Shepherd Center, at the Shepherd Pain Institute, we have a holistic approach to back pain. We try to understand the whole person, the specific diagnosis of the back pain, whether it's disc, nerve, facet, muscle, the mechanics that may be contributing to why that specific problem is going on, corrective physical exercise and therapy that can help that, injections when needed, 
modest medications, and psychology if the patient has a significant amount of depression or anxiety associated with the pain. Thank you so much. You're listening to Shepherd Center Radio. For more information, you can go to shepherd.org. That's shepherd.org. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening. Thank you.